And we've got to seize the moment and be urgent about it, right? It's we can't miss this small window that's quickly closing of being able to reverse things right. or make up for some of the damage that we've and done. And there are solutions. Hello, I am Ed Begley Jr. and I'm willing to do anything to help the planet. And I love taking public transportation for just about any journey around LA. I'll even ride my bike to power a toaster oven. And of course, I love my wife. And I'm Rochelle Carson Begley. I haven't touched a bike since, well, it's been a while. I'm a bit of a reluctant environmentalist. However, I do love Ed. We don't have all the answers, but we do want to make a difference. Hopefully you will learn a little from us, and more importantly, we hope to learn from you, because collectively, you know way more than we ever could. So we invite you along for the journey we call Begley-esque, a podcast to help you live a sensible and sustainable lifestyle, protect the environment for the future, and save money. And survive the craziness of living with an environmentalist. Well, we're so glad you joined us today. We'll be talking with my very dear friend, Rochelle's friend as well, actor, compatriot Jeff Goldblum. You've seen him in the fly Jurassic Park Independence Day, but uh, I'm sure you don't know that he's done a lot of charity work, environmental and other social causes he's helped out. We're going to dig into what inspires him to be a better person, how he lives sustainably, and what he thinks about Hollywood's role in helping the environment. So it's a great episode. Stay tuned. I got to say thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Begley-esque. Receive $35 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code GOGREEN. That's HelloFresh.com and the offer code GOGREEN is one word. Go, G-O, green, G-R-E-E-N to get $35 off your first week of deliveries. Thanks, HelloFresh. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Begley-esque. And this is our podcast about saving money and saving the world with the help from friends we already know. And all of you, the new friends we have yet to meet. But we really want to make this show because we're all transitioning into a new era. And uh, the future of this planet, which we call home, is really up in the air. There's a lot of damage we need to fix for all of us and our children's future. So we need your help to do it. But since it's also a new year, we thought this would be a great opportunity to make some resolutions and spark some inspiration in all of us. One small step that we're taking, and you can certainly do this too, is just starting a conversation. So we're kicking off this podcast by sitting down with our very own wonderful friend, actor Jeff Goldblum. For decades, he's led a sustainable lifestyle, contributed to many charities, and played some scientists with very insightful ideas about mankind's role on Earth. So he's a perfect man to talk to. Just going to pick his brains about his thoughts on the world and humanity today and what we can do to make it better and how you and everyone that you know and everyone that they know can help make those improvements. So let's see where this goes. Jeff, how are you? Yes, I, I'm very, very well. Ed, now whenever I see you, I'm brightened, encouraged, and Likewise. inspired. And for those and of you who don't know, thank you, of course, thank lovely you. Rochelle. Isn't she incredibly lifelike? <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, all right, now, all right. Starting off. We, uh, we're recording in Jeff's beautiful home. There's a lot of green features we're going to get into in a little while. Thank you very much for letting us intrude here. I in don't exactly. accept your... Okay, uh, I, right. I only extend my gratitude toward you. Well, uh, yours is unnecessary. Ever generous. Hey, Dad, listen to that. That's our son, Charlie Ocean. Charlie's here. Named Charlie. after Charlie uh, Ocean. I didn't know uh, the, Ocean. the body of water. It's uh, those. Those are the big, the big ones. Well, the oceans a, are the big, the big ones. As that's far as I like know. a great intro. Very into happy to have him here. Yeah. Yes, Charlie. And Emily, the beautiful Emily. And of course, my wife is there. It's my first child. You, of course, uh, have one between you. Yes, yeah, we, we do. Have wonderful Hayden. That's right. 17 years old now, and I have grown kids that you've known and oh. been part of their lives, Nick and Amanda, Nick since and they were dad. born. Yeah. Yeah, there he is. Dad, dad. That's dad, dad. Dad, dad. Dad, dad. Yes, yes. very sweet. Yes, sweet. So beautiful. Yeah, but your kids, oh my God, three beautiful kids. And I even have grandkids now. Whom I've never met. Nick has. 13 and 8. And they'll be coming, so you get to meet them well, if you're around. Yeah. Yes, we'll be here because Emily's mom and sister, who lives in Norway, we went over there. And they've got two kids, their first of which was uh, born the day we met. We wow. met at the gym, and uh, she said, oh, yeah, nice to meet you, whoever you are, da 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 da, da. And a couple hours ago, my have a sister. She just had a baby. So how about this? What are, this is a, wow. a someday. 
That's and Norway's a very well. green country. Yeah, Denmark, Denmark has a lot. Certain, uh, no, I think maybe that might be Finland. Maybe it's Finland. It's one of those Scandinavian countries. But, they get, but renewables, they're big <laughs> on renewables. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> Between, hey, we'll give them all right. credit. They're all doing much better than but we are here. let's give credit to Jeff what he did here yeah. decades ago, decades with an S on the end. He redid his landscaping here with our dear friend Robert Cornell. Only thanks to you. You're, you've well, been my model, teacher, mentor, yeah, and inspiration. Yeah, you know, you guys... Decades. Have, have yeah. known each other and since when? 1974 is when I remember meeting yes, you. You were in El Grande de Coca Cola. Was that 74? That was, uh, yeah, in, in New York. 72, 73. <gasps> I think it was New 72 York. or 3. And yeah, I saw you John first Hamill. In, with John Hamill. Yeah. And then I saw you came out here and you did it here and you moved here and I got That's to right. be very friendly with you here yeah. through Bruno Kirby Thank and goodness. other friends. Yes. And here we are many years later. Look at us. Nice. But yeah, you were the inspiration and we. Uh, yeah, you turned me on to Robert Cornell, that's right, who's still our landscape architect. Look know? how nice it looks. It's, it's, it's not beautiful. only drought tolerant, but it's gorgeous. I get a big thrill out of it every day. I never take it for granted. We walk around. As you know, it's always changing. Yeah. And Charlie is a nature lover. We take him around. He's thrilled. He's, he's a flower freak. He picks flowers, keeps them in his hand. Aww. She walks him up and down. He has these, he goes and gets these nuts, these whatever comes off some trees. He won't let go of them. He just loves them and brings them back and has little collections. Emily has a green thumb. She planted a couple of things and some lavender. And, Great. And it's uh, all drought tolerant. It's all drought tolerant. That's that's right. So we're, And then so, you also have a vegetable garden too, don't you? Thanks to you. We came over and saw your place and saw those vegetables and have eaten many times your spectacular dishes made from your garden and we haven't exactly been able to incorporate that as fully as you have yet but but you we have some to. I saw it a lovely start them. there and we, you got fruit trees as well yes, here we on do. site yep and Charlie you know a child's natural curiosity teaches us he loves nothing more than to pick an orange you see the wonder and the thrill and the enthusiasm in him as he picks this thing that he doesn't even know it's his first experience what is this I don't even know if he had an orange before he had the one that he picked out here and he smelled it he wanted to be near it he wanted to eat it put it in his mouth he bit it he, he loved it how great loved it kids are natural scientists it's so funny when i was growing up there was this philosophy of you'd ask something like why is the sky blue yeah. what a stupid question they say that's a great question why is the sky blue and kids are natural scientists we need to nurture that the way you're doing it with charlie the way i hope i did it with my kids uh, you obviously have with your kids you're my hero there too but we're trying to learn how to do it with charlie because yeah they are naturally competent and they're figuring things out before you start teaching them things right. or, or curtailing things just watch them and join their continual real curiosity about things and putting things together and working things out and nature so many kids are suffering what's called nature deficit disorder they don't get out in nature at all at their home or in a park they're all plugged into their devices or nothing but you know little buttons and screens and that's not good it's yeah. they're missing in a valuable part of this experience we call life they need to get out and get their feet in the dirt and their hands in the dirt and hands in the trees. Well, you're my mentor for that too. You have three kids. You've done th th all this before. I'm just kind of considering how to, you know, keep them away from uh, yeah. technology uh -huh. and into real life and the moment and the the beautiful planet and the world around us. Yeah. But you you know how to do that. I'm so. trying. It's a balance. You know, I have some electronics in my life. I have the need for that on occasion to do certain things, but. I make sure and get out in the garden. I plant my garden. I just plant it with Hayden, my vegetable garden. We put seeds in the ground together. You know, I'm up there in that Franklin Canyon Park there, Willacre Park, and I love it. It's a big part it of our It is a life. big part. And I'm, I'm so curious because you really know yeah. him better than I think anyone that I know. Uh-oh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> no, I, mean, no, I just, okay. I mean, I know you, he's always been odd and in a good kind of way. No, I Different. never thought of him odd at so, all. Unique and uh, an so, exemplar and a leader. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you have it. Well, yeah. all right. I need to subpoena these tapes, yeah. by the way. If we can just have that one clip. Mark the footage down to that so clip. I so I know I can that, get you, to that easily. he started getting more. So you know him from when he was just a struggling actor, and then he got into his show. And did you yeah. see him being more committed, or was did it just a, like a frog in a slow-burning pot? Mm, a frog in a yeah. slow-burning pot? Yeah, you know how they say yeah, the frog gets cooked if it's slowly... Put the frog in the water. Yeah, I know. You know I didn't. I water, blew that. And I, you know what? Put the frog in the I tried. cool water and then gradually turn yeah, it out okay. the no and it'll perish. Okay. No, I'm just right. so interested. I mean, yeah. I guess who's the frog in this? Uh, yeah, this okay, frog? maybe it's me. Well, no, right. no, no, no. She's no. kissed a few frogs. I, I can tell you have. that. Maybe no. that's where she's headed yeah. with. No, you'd be if you were some kind of animal. You would be a 
dolphin or dolphin. a beautiful flamingo. Oh, wow. She would be. See, yes. that's, I love that. Yes. What, would I, what would I be, do you think? You would be a gazelle. Gazelle? Gazelle, yes. that's a good I'm one. I'm fast. They're, they're, they're very fast and, and graceful. Facile. And beautiful. Yeah, very graceful. <laughs> thank you. Quite handsome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, I, I, thank you. You'd be a high-flying eagle, of course. Why, thank you. What a compliment that is. Well, you certainly would be. Yes. N- majestic, like noble. Yes. Will an eagle ever dol- attack like a dolphin? I have no nothing to do with eagles, do they? But couldn't an eagle could uh, possibly go over the coastal a area and come down yes, quickly? Yes, yes. Torture me. I'm yes. just wondering. Just carry on in the, in the other world. Exchange we've ever yes. seen yes. on the nature. I'm sure on the nature channel <laughs> yeah. they've had, because they have, you know, when beasts collide, you know, or something. <laughs> I, I don't watch it, but I, I wonder if there's ever been a dolphin eagle. Yes, interaction. Match, you know, some kind, you know. I, don't you believe that animals have every right to this beautiful planet as much as we do? Just because we can dominate them uh, doesn't mean... I agree. You know? We're not separate from nature. We're part of nature. You know, it's the same four bases coded into this basic, you know, same triplets to specify the same 20 some odd amino acids in every oak tree, every fly, every living thing. It's just we're all different in some ways, but so much alike. The miracle of DNA is more similar than not in all of us. Yes. yes. Am I looking around your just your dining room and there's like four or five animals that are represented here. You got birds and monkeys. I don't know if I know what kind of birds those are. Maybe there are a bunch of different Red. birds. It's a great big picture. My sister Pam Goldblum You're did. She's so good. With Look her at wonderful the husband Jeffrey Kaiser. Oh yeah. That's of course a that's of course a monkey. Monkey with a hidden little Hindu master there. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And there's also a, a martial arts move uh, called monkey snatches peaches. That's very really? useful. Is yes. it true? If you come upon any uh, people of ill will, yeah. Snatched they come up behind you, monkey snatches peaches. <clears throat> and you get them right right in the... Uh, oh, yeah. The oh, gonads. wow. Right there. Oh, wow. The monkey snatches peaches. And that'll if they've got you from behind right. or they've got your, your neck, back like boom. That. That's right. Thank you. And that yeah. is very I, useful I information, Jeff. That's going to be very helpful for her. Yeah, if you need any more, you can write thanks. to us and we will <laughs> oh write boy. this out how to do this it. This is going to be a very difficult night, I can tell right now. <laughs> well, well if, there, if there are mischievous monkeys around, you have to protect your peaches sometimes. <laughs> I think you do. There's the other side of the coin, of course. I see some elder abuse happening later this evening, but did we'll see how I weather that. Did these paintings? She and Jeffrey Kaiser Shine wow. did all of them. We have a, a great, great rooster. Wow. I think the iconic breakfast and then a, a moo cow behind us. Uh, Lovely you art in this room. Ever changing the art in this house and ever wonderful. It's just. I think you are just walking, breathing art. No. Jeff. He is. Yes, He's I, a work I of art. He really, always has been. I'm yeah. Nothing. I'm a humble student. No, uh, but you are Besides the garden, you've done many other green things, though, to get back some of the green stuff. Your flooring is, you know, non-toxic. It's a natural, it's gorgeous wood. recycling. No, Begley's floor. best is the. Well, I just read a thing. I get one of these uh, emails that I get about health things that you can do. And it said, oh, the 10 most dangerous things about toddlers, about, you know, that are, what? That what are, are, that are risks. Uh, well, one of them was cleaning chemicals. Because right. their feet, through their feet and through their walking on all the time. And their, their hands barefoot, on the floor and their hands, hands in the mouth. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they said, get uh, mm-hmm. cleaning stuff that is right. And, and you put out uh, Begley's Best. Of well, course. Non-toxic it's, cleaners. Yeah, we still have it here. But also the, the flooring itself, it's not a poly, you know, it's not that uh, laminate not stuff. No, no, with it's the, got a wonderful natural the, coating with on the, it. With um, yeah, the We got some wood that was re- reclaimed one yeah. from elsewhere that was unused and wonderful. recycled. I am so in love with it. I kind of go, gee, you know, I've been here for 30 years and... I had that kind of tile, and we had some kind of crazy paint that we had to do, go out of the house for a couple of days. I don't know what was in it myself, ah. but it must have been not so good. All of that's taken out as of the last couple of good. months. And now this kind of uh, beautiful real wood, it's, it's bad. I, I adore it. And your countertops are Caesar stone. They're going, well, one Caesar, of thanks be. to you. We came over, saw your, you opened up your new glorious house. And one of the things, and my Canadian bride's uh, eyes popped out and said, we've got, to, we already put this stuff in of ours, but we've got to make a change. I like what they have better. <laughs> and it's more, there's more integrity in it. And so right there on the counter, you see our choices for which color we're oh. going to go for of the Caesar stone that you turned us on to you know do you well, have the, compost the, on site do you did you 
We'll get you a bin. We'll start with that. I'll we talk to John about need, that. I've had it. I don't right now. I need the compost. You, is but it you're okay? Because you live in the mountain, you know, up here with. Oh, the, maybe there's critters. We'll have critters. to look into that. Critters. You got to be careful. But you got energy efficient lighting, I believe, in Thanks a lot to of these you. instruments. I believe we do. Yes. You know. There's Charlie. Charlie says yes. Stuff. They have the right kind of lighting. <laughs> look, he's got a flower. I was. I'm not kidding. There he is. He got he that flower flowers. just now, and he, he, was and then he wants the you to smell it. You know, he wants to share it with you and have you smell it and stuff. I see their energy saving. Um, appliances? Uh, I'll bet we do. It is? Oh, good. Energy saving? Yes, yes. Because our assistant, too, John Mastro, is very good. and he He's wants very to, good with that stuff. Yeah, he's been to my he's house. He's just become vegan himself, good you know, him. in the last year. Uh, and wants to take next, the next steps. Right. And so we, we need a whole new tutorial, yeah. Great. Do you have the energy-saving thermostats, the programmable thermostats? You know, we do. I thought you did. Yes. Yes, we do. Right. If you've been driving a green vehicle for a while, what kind of car do you have? You know, I have news. We haven't even talked about it. But, yes, I've been, I've been driving a Prius, thanks to you. I said, uh, wow. you know, many years ago, geez, what, what, do you, what do you think? And you, having done all the research first, said get a Prius. I've been driving very happily this uh, Prius and hopefully having a, you know, some impact. Huge impact. Lessening my, my damage. But... Now that we're have got a bit of a family, and you had you don't see our dog around here now. I wonder where Woody Allen is, our big red-haired <laughs> standard. I've been looking for Woody. I oh seen yeah, you'll see him. He's a dog. Where is he? Oh, he's at the groomers. Oh, he's getting he's getting darn. fluffed up. Okay. He's at the groomers. So we've got uh, you know things to transport, creatures to transport. So we just went in for a bigger SUV. We got that Tesla oh my SUV God. Oh, coming like our it. way. It's not here no, yet. Not here we yet. test okay. drove it. It's the first time I'd been in it. We sat right here at this table with the guy who came over and sweetly yeah. enough and showed us the whole thing. And then we went around the block. Uh, it was wonderful. Wonderful. And where it's going to come in a few weeks. Look yeah, at what you're eliminating. All that you know, refining of gasoline and the use of the gasoline, the smog out of the tailpipe, all of it. You had a clean car before with the Prius. Now you've got yeah. a cleaner car. The yeah. cleanest car out there is a Tesla. Yeah. We need two cars. So I'm going to still drive my hybrid uh, Prius. Right. She had, I met her when I, early on, she'd gotten some Volkswagen Jetta or something like that. That's the one that's going yeah. away. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, I think we turn it in to the Tesla people and they, they give us something back on that. You know. That's yeah. great. Elon, I think, is the Thomas Edison of our time. I really do think that what he's done for the in the vehicle realm, which is extraordinary with the Tesla automobiles, and then the solar company, Solar City, and now the power source that the wall. Power wall? It's, yeah, Something where you like can that? back up your solar into a very effective battery system. I used to have these big old right. lead acid batteries. Now they have one nickel metal hydride. Or, I'm sorry, it's not that Is at it all. It's lithium now? ion. It's available now, I believe. Wow. It's this battery wall that he has that has more watts per kilogram than any batteries I've ever had in my life. So he's really doing things for the future that are extraordinary. He's a visionary. Yes, feels like to me too, from what I gather, I've heard him talk and uh, he's uh, wonderful and a person of science and intelligence. And yeah. That's what we need now more than ever. You know, You've played a lot of scientists in your many movies. and uh, I know, isn't I that? I have here or there, you know, I've pretended to know something. You know, James Watson, we ran into yes. together. Father Paul the DNA. Recently, for his he, he, along with Crick, discovered DNA. Yeah. That's and, right. And uh, I think that's how you say it. And then I've run into to him over the years here and there, and then we just ran into him on the on the boat again. It was did so great to him? meet him. I played him. He sure did. In, in that movie, you know, uh, In Search for the Double Helix, or Life Story, it's called. Tim Pickett-Smith was a crick, and Juliet Stevenson, wonderful British actress, was in it, and uh, Mick Jackson directed that. But but I've run into him over the years. He's so sweet, he came backstage to do a play that I did. Uh, but running into him again, for the first time, he said to me just this last couple of months ago, he said, Jeff, nice to see you again. He's 80-something. Yeah, he said, you know... Ah, I never wanted you to play me in the in the, in the movie. <laughs> I said, "Really? Did I tell you this? I didn't." No, you? I, didn't I know said, this. "Really? Oh, yeah. James, I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, well, geez, I'm glad I didn't know." He's, you know, I wanted to have play me. No, uh, John McEnroe. Oh, no kidding, John McEnroe. Okay, okay. Uh, well, uh, there, there you did go. Did he explain why? He, he didn't. And then I went went away, and we were talking. There had many other people around us, and I mentioned that to somebody who said, you know, I think maybe he's getting a little funny. Maybe he meant John Malkovich, because that makes a little sense. He'd be, he'd be a good kind. I said, yeah, maybe that's it. I ran into him again. I said, so uh, were you talking about John Malkovich? Maybe he said, oh, no, no. 
John McEnroe. Remember though that scene or two where as a young man you depicted me playing tennis? Oh my God. Yes, yes. Well, John would have been much better at that. He was all about tennis. the tennis serve. Yep. That's what oh, he wanted. Yeah. He just God. wanted to see him. Even play. with that brilliant <laughs> mind. <laughs> well, so he's right. You know, he's right. You know, we hang on to our, you know, he, our childhood was, has a big impact well, on us. He was quite a contrarian when I spoke to him too. Yeah. So that was yeah. You know, listen, we can't all be perfect. You know, a great scientist, a great discoverer of an important leap in science. The unzipping and the zipping of DNA and how that backbone of sugar and phosphate and the adenine cleaves to the guanine and the cytosine. Saying, why does he talk like this, Jeff? The the why, yeah, the why does he do that? Yeah. You, this adenine is why I said it's goes feet. to guanine and uh, just, cytosine to thymine. Yes. Yes. That, then you have the, all the A G C C T G G A G T C, okay. and that now specifies. You're me off. Now well, you're it just specifies that. a certain kind of cell, oh. and that's how it all works. And then from that you get a kidney, from that you get a person, from that you get a chimpanzee. Wow! It's all the A's and the G's and the T's and the C's. That's all it is. Wow. Well, I think that's just another vote for balance in one's life. You know, you have science and contribution and brain, and then you have humanity and giving but back. It's what I said earlier, honey. It's why we're connected to flies and an oak tree and all life. The same four bases break down into the same triplets to specify the same 20 amino acids in every living thing. Now from there it changes and that's why you have a kidney cell and you have a liver cell and you have a, a monkey and you have a rooster and a human being. But the opening of that statement is true. There's more similarity than not in every living thing. Mm. Wow. I just saw that whole series Cosmos, you know, uh, wonderful. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Oh boy, and is I he think, wonderful. as I recall, yes, he was saying something like that. That there's so we're we're not only monkeys, but every uh, species. There's we're made of the same same stuff as you're exactly. saying. Exactly. You know? I mean, I know you're a big. You know, I just bring it back to what you do and being not only a incredible actor. I mean, really, the range of your work is he is, is and impressive. you know, it pains me to say that. It's <laughs> no, really, I can't know, believe these words are coming out of my mouth. But no. but also. A brilliant like actor. A wonderful so musician, but difficult also for me to sit here and that. say that. Absolutely. Well, but. here again, I sit at your feet. You, <laughs> you. With it. Do you know how many Emmys he was nominated for in consecutive years for St. Elsewhere? Six. 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 Always Six. a bridesmaid, never a bride. Uh, but but now still, you're a king in my life, honey. That's right, honey. Okay, so... Anyway, yeah. but my point being is Golden that Globe, you, you also God. have time to give back. And one big thing I know we're all involved with, but you really have been involved with, is Oceana. Oceana. I love yeah. that organization. Our friend Keith Addis, Keith Addis, who's on the board, got me involved in that. Did he, you too? He got me were... involved too. Mm. Yes, he did. Mm. It's very important and wonderful. You know, the current state of things, you know, I can't expertly talk about, but it's, I love the ocean and... Charlie's named Ocean, yeah. and uh, we gotta do what we can to. Uh, it's a big source of life I, for I the planet. Think, we know, need uh, the oxygen from the ocean. There's so much life there that we depend on the coral reefs, all of it. But I think yeah. until we, you know, if you're lucky enough to travel, in which we did, we went to Southeast Asia, all of yeah. us recently, and we got to see, you know, that our oceans are filling with plastic. Not only the coral reefs dying, I mean, not everyone gets lucky enough to go to a coral reef and go snorkeling, but how many countries and civilization is all on water, and it's full of plastic. Oh, oh. Wasn't what it tragic to see I, that? I'm very um, pained by our stupidity and what yeah. we're doing to a beautiful, uh, underappreciated by some, I guess, planet. It's just a heaven of the universe, isn't it? I mean, it is. we should be taken care of it so it's so beautiful i just saw that documentary before the flood did you guys see that oh my yeah. gosh and there's a big section of and footage mm -hmm. yeah. of the ocean and the coral reef the way yes. it was yeah. and some of it the way it is now oh boy and just the tragedy of what's happening what's happened and what could happen if we don't alter our course and there are people you know these countries that are buying other property other countries so they can move their whole um their what's it called the civilization. Well, their, their civilization. Their community. Yeah. No, they're, they're already all, underwater. Yeah. Climate change has caused the, the oceans to the sea to rise. Their so whole population. places are already getting displaced and they're evacuating. Oh, yeah. Bangladesh and that, you know. I mean, Marshall it's, Islands, mm. many uh, island nations that are uh, already having sea level rise and it's just going to get worse. They're going to lose their country. 
Yeah, right. yeah. All sorts of things. And, you know, what they say, Florida may be the first. Uh, There's uh, already a lot of, of flooding in Miami yeah, it's in the streets. right now. It's, yeah. it's really bad. Yeah. And uh, people are just, they don't want to believe it. It's an inconvenient truth, I suppose. Yeah, right, right. and there's fires in the, you know, Smoky Mountains and Galveston. Tennessee had horrible yeah, I mean, fires. They don't usually have fires. I mean, there's no, yeah. I mean. I, They've always had fires, but not like this, not as long as well, and as strong. I'm from there. All I'm the evidence, all the scientists I agree. I don't remember yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Not like this, honey. You're right. It's never been like this. But, the, you know, worse floods, worse fires, worse drought. It all just turns up the volume and all these things that came sporadically, intermittently, but now it's just more of it and stronger. Right. And we've got to seize the moment and be urgent about it, right? It's we can't miss this small window that's quickly closing of being able to reverse things right. or make up for some of the damage that we've well, And there I mean, are solutions. There's ways to live a different way, like some of these countries we spoke about, uh, Norwegian countries, you know, Scandinavian countries. Yeah. There's another way, and it doesn't always have to break the bank. You can do this stuff. I did it back in 1970 on a real modest budget. I didn't have a lot of acting dollars to throw around. I was a broken, struggling actor. But I I did this stuff and people today starting out can do it and then if you start to be successful then go ahead do more if you have a mind but it doesn't have to break the bank and the most important thing is there's jobs doing all this stuff building that car that you're going to drive yeah. double pane windows good insulation solar panels wind turbines all of it all that stuff there's jobs making those things too yeah, everybody should know about this. Do you know where's the best place for somebody like me or somebody who's listening to our voice to go to to find out the things they can do today to actually make a difference in all this? NRDC has some great yeah. stuff. Natural Resources Defense Council. Okay. Just go to nrdc.org mm -hmm. okay. and look for green tips. So if you just do uh, green tips, you know, as a Google search, you'll come up with a lot of different choices. Just pick one from somebody reputable. Oh, and we also have a list of green resources on our website, begleyesque.com. That is B-E-G-L-E-Y-E-S-Q-U-E.com. Most utilities even nowadays have a, a good thing at the local, like in our case, the DWP or Southern California Gas. They have ways on their website of your local utility how to do it. Yeah. And they're good. I think Oceana's um, global now, isn't it? I mean, it's not just... Yeah, they, do. they have a worldwide reach. Worldwide they do things reach, worldwide. Yeah. And, yeah, and they know how to do things as effective and, and impactfully as anybody, from what I gather. But how did it happen? I mean, back to your question. I was sort of aware of the, yeah. you know, of the frog in the water, you know, here and there and over time. But being you and even not having many resources and not having, a you know, a whole bunch bunch of agreement or people who said, no. come on, we've all got to do this or any model. How did you do it? How did you come to what went off in your brain so that you really did all this time? You've more than anybody I mm -hmm. know have walked the walk and started to do all, all of this stuff a long time ago. What, what happened? What happened? How, how did it, it was really a couple of things. One good, good influence was my dad. My father, Ed Begley Sr., yeah. He was a conservative that liked to conserve, you know, the other side of the aisle, but he really cared about saving money and saving electricity and water. So I got it from him in that way. And also the negative side of it was growing up in smoggy L.A. Right. You know, after living 20 years in the L.A. air basin, uh, 1970, the first Earth Day, when I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to start recycling. I'm going to start composting. I'll ride my bike. I'll take public transportation. I'll even buy an electric car. I bought an electric car in 1970. Can you imagine that? Did you, that? Did you the, ever see it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, w didn't I ride in the first electric car or there were many iterations after One that? a few years one later. Them, yeah. The one in 1990 you rode in. You rode in that iteration, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, isn't that remarkable? Nobody else was doing what you were doing, but it was just from your dad and then, hey, I don't like this air. Let you me see. You grew up in Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh. That's oh, yeah. really changed. Oh, I remember in the, you know, I was born in 52, so from 52 to 70 during my time there, because I left to go to New York in 70 after I graduated high school. Oh, yeah, we would we would go downtown. My mom would be driving the car, our station wagon. I remember them smoking a couple packs of Chesterfields in the car, you know. <laughs> oh, and, by the way, we would go to, you know, fast food. It's another issue. <laughs> uh, getting all the food in the car, driving, and then like on episodes of Mad Men, opening the window on the turnpike, throwing everything out on the on the freeway. Oh. 
There was an episode I saw of Mad Men where they go to a beautiful little uh, pastoral kind of, if you remember yes. it, they have a picnic and they have a, they have a blanket and they have a, the things. At the end of it, they just go, bah, and they kind of wave the I blanket. I saw that one. Everything goes into the woods, you know, because I remember when it started to be a, a finable offense to litter. Don't right. be a litter bug was a new kind of, you know, oh, what is this crazy thing like wearing seatbelts or something? Right. That was new. Before that, it was like, throw everything out. In fact, my mom... <laughs> My mom, there were four of us kids on long trips because we'd go to, from Pittsburgh to Atlantic City on vacation. We'd take long road trips, you know, and my dad would pull over and be mad and have to contain his anger <laughs> at whatever we were doing. But my mom, free spirit that she was, would say, you know, there's, I don't think there's a stop close to here and I have to pee. She'd get one of these uh, containers that we'd gotten in the fast foods. She'd pee into the container and throw that out the window, the cup and the pee, you know. So uh, there we go. Uh, wow. so I apologize for the gold for our family, and I'm trying to make up for, you know. know. You've made up and then some. But you God know bless what? You. We do better when we know better, well, don't we're, we? We're trying. Remember that yeah. commercial with the crying Native Americans? Yes. You know, the, yes. that wonderful actor, I can't remember his name, the Native American actor, that, and he had that one tear going down his cheek yeah. as he was looking at all the litter. Yes. It was a very powerful image. Very, it got a lot of people very. engaged, and people stopped littering more because of that yeah. than anything else. So we have this opportunity, we in the right. public eye, the entertainment industry to yeah. get a message out there yeah. about the way things can be different. How you and can not, have a, and not from a point of view of what they should be doing. No, no, but no. What we're doing. Yeah. Right. Yes. So. Please join me. This yeah. works, and you don't yeah. have to go broke yeah. doing right. it. Yeah. There's money to be made and jobs to be created, making solar panels and wind turbines and good insulation. All of it. Yes. Th there you go. And why are people still fighting uh, the science about it and all that? Is it profit motive? Is it oil companies and fossil Well, there's fuel? a lot of funding coming from groups that are supported by oil companies. The Koch brothers fund a lot of that. A lot of ExxonMobil dollars over the years have gone into yeah. funding that kind of thing to the research to obfuscate the way that the tobacco companies did for years. They would try to obfuscate the science on smoking. Yeah. And they were very successful with that. And I got yeah. some of the same PR people, PR agencies to do the same campaign to get people confused and unsure about climate change. Years ago, internal documents have since shown that they knew about it, they knew it was coming. They even made some choices for their own yeah. self-interest to not cite things in certain areas they knew were going to be affected by climate change. Yeah. They made changes themselves, but kept the truth from the public. So it's kind of shameful. Isn't that true? But now that, that we shameful? know, now yeah. the cat is out of the bag, yes. we, it's, you know, it's up to our personal, it's personal responsibility. Do you find that Hollywood is taking up, and you know, like for instance on sets, I mean, they used to be very wasteful. Yeah. You know, have you noticed that there's a more conscientious... Yes, sure. Big time. Every yeah. show that I work on. Yeah, it's amazing. thanks to you. I mean, didn't you oh, talk crazy. to a bunch of productions That's that, that why you're not you were involved and said, hey, is there anything you guys can do? Or I'm sure you've consulted on them. I had a small role in it, uh, but the Environmental Media Association really got it out there far and wide. They got these green checklists out, the different TV productions and movie productions. But for years, I know I kind of paid the price for it a bit, I would have some assistant director come up and say, okay, I'm talking to him right now. Ed's right here. I'm going to speak to him. It's all, let me see what he says. What's the matter? Is everything okay? Am I being fired? No, no, you're not being fired, but we're going to take care of it by lunch. Please, Ed, we just don't want you to be angry. So what, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you going to take care of by lunch? We're going to get the recycling bins. I go, First of all, thank you, but we're, yeah, nobody's going to storm off the set, but thank you for getting them. I'm telling you, when you enter a room, when you're around, people are on their best <laughs> behavior, you are... Why not Rochelle, though? I don't understand why I can't in my own house have balance, a modicum maybe. of respect. If, if I was so praising, you, your head would explode. You couldn't even stay contained in my your body. My head's exploding on a regular okay. basis, right. but in a different so, way. So anyway, where you would elevate to, you know, spirit status or something, I don't know. You are in spirit status. <laughs> What do I see on sets these days? They got recycling on nearly every set. Well, I they go sure to. do. They sure do. Well, that's ev everywhere. You see it in airports and everything. You Here see it everywhere now. The other thing uh, I like, you probably see this yourself too, rather than send a script with a messenger and the gasoline oh, and yes. the paper, they give you a PDF file. You can, if you can print up the whole script if you somehow need to. I just print up pages 3 through 11 and then 14 through 22 because that's all I need. If I need to print it up at all, I'll look at it on your device. Trees, you don't even, we don't need to do that anymore. We don't need to do that, that anymore. That before, before the flood, there's a whole set. You see rainforests and cutting of uh, things. Beautiful, beautiful beautiful trees. Um, yeah, they've been doing that. Well, our manager, Keith, before anybody 
else I noticed was doing it was printing on both sides both of the Both sides of the page. I so remember when he did that. So you get half the script that you did. And that's right. Now, no, I don't like to get any scripts, yeah. hard copies. I get it all. I'm reading my telephone all the time. Good for you. You know, not only it. are they cutting down the Amazon for uh, wood, you know, but they're also cutting it down for agriculture, for like say, a single crop. Like monoculture. Yeah, or palm oil. mostly palm oil. Remember when we were in Southeast Asia and they were burning those forest and you could smell mm -hmm. the burn in those for palm oil and those really, and the orangutans displacing the orangutans too oh, before yeah. all that's for that was heartbreaking palm oil. i just shot in australia and there was a whole story there was a whole preserve that we went to for the koalas and kangaroos and there's a whole story and movement and thing you can do to fight where were you shooting by the way on the knobby beach yeah yeah that's yeah. near Kulangat, i think yeah. i've been there. there and the bats you go, did you go see the bats yes yes yeah. Yeah, it's I've beautiful, and they're very good people there. They were all, hey, anything you can do, and I recorded something for them. Good and, for and you. Um, yeah, because they're fighting a, a, a good but hard fight. What are they fighting? What's there. the problem there? Uh, you know, there's more encroachment. encroachment. Oh, yeah, yeah, and building. And, uh, you Did know, you see all the bats hanging there in a place called, they called Indrapilly? There's another way to go up on the river, and you can see all these bats there hanging it's just a beautiful area. It's a, and bats, is, I hope you know, also good for the environment. They're pollinators. They eat a lot of insects. There's nothing bad about bats. People have had a fear of bats for a long yeah. time, but they're a wonderful part of the ecosystem. Well, all those and sharks very, and, and, and all the things all that we've that. vilified. No, no, no. I know, no. for years. Don't go killing any, anything. I, I hate this idea of hunting myself. It may be uh, sacrilegious around these parts of America to say it, but I, I am uh, I sickened by it's not for me. Yeah. I don't think there's any kind of sport in it or uh, anything to go and kill a bird, shoot at a bird, yeah. shoot at a, an animal. Yeah. No, not for me. Thank you. Not for me. I, I would no. like to talk to you about your, I mean, one thing you that I, when I first met you, what struck me you had changed your diet drastically, right? Because you were, you had gone, you know, for preventative heart disease or whatever it was, and yeah, you went and health issues got that I've tried to, you know, optimize my uh, living re. Yeah. Uh, because of, and then I'm trying to cut down on any uh, animal. You know, animal. Animal. You've eaten good for a long time, but I've not seen... like you. Not only are you strict. But no animal products. I'm a vegan. Whatever. I do it more to just to chop her ass and anything else. I really do it. Really? Listen, you and I, I'm from the South. I mean, I grew up on meat, you know, but I do my best. What I don't do is I don't eat a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I eat it very infrequently. And if I do eat it, I eat organic or yes. I eat, you know, free range or something yes, like yes. that. Like just for instance, this week we got some meals delivered from one of our sponsors called HelloFresh. And it's like this meal delivery service. And it's perfect for me because they just send you everything in a box with all the ingredients that you need to make a meal with explicit directions with pictures which was perfect because I don't cook so it I need that kind of direction and they ship all the ingredients right to your doorstep in this insulated box so it all stays fresh and there's some really really good vegetarian options can like, you believe it Rochelle actually cooked I cook well, not really, but I did, and I was able to make this puntanesca kind of pasta, pasta which I very adore. Good, it was like a Jamie Oliver recipe. It was like fantastic. Yeah, and like it took about fifteen minutes, which is about my attention span. And the shepherd's pie is very good. Yeah, delicious. And I was a little at first thinking, looking at the box, going, "Well, there's one carrot, and there's one onion, and there's," and, and it was like, "What do I do with this?" But luckily. Luckily, they have all the they have the uh, you know recipes with pictures, so it tells you exactly step by step, which is what this brain needs. And it, not only do they they show you exactly how to do it, they send the exact amount that you need. So there's no waste, there's no guessing, there's no nothing. There's just it's like cooking for dummies. I hate to say it, but yes, me being the dummy, there you are. So if I put numbers on the different ingredients, like one would be an onion and two would be a carrot and three be would be a perfect. potato, be like paint by numbers and you can you'll do it that way. Would you try that, Listen, honey? whatever it takes, easier the better. That's what I say. More time to shop. Best of all, they're offering a special deal to all of our listeners. If you go to HelloFresh.com, use the code GOGREEN, you can get $35 off your first week of delivery. I think that's amazing. Uh, you know... Uh, Maybe I'll actually cook more now. I mean, that could happen. You heard it here. <laughs>
<laughs> well, if I could, ha- you know, if I could have more vegetarian meals like that, I probably would cook. But I'm I'm more conscious of trying not to eat and having substitutes, you know, for many reasons. One being the environment, first probably first and foremost. Not because Ed wants me to. That's the last reason. All my kids eat very good too. Yeah. Rochelle well, eats pretty good actually. Well, not only all your kids. I mean, the ripple effect. You've changed like uh, George Bailey, and it's a Wonderful Life. This planet <laughs> would not be the same if Ed Begley had not been here. It would be Pottersville, you know. I still have uh, to live with him. Jeff. But right it's around the, the in the circles, right around Ed, yes, your children. I mean, Amanda is now an environmental. She's his eco warrior. She's warrior. up there at Tree People working there. She does uh, the watershed management uh, outreach and what have you. She's the one that goes to all the schools to get them to recycle their rainwater to get them to get it back in the groundwater. She's just a, this amazing person knows more about water than I've ever known. If I ever know what she's forgotten about water issues, she's really beyond me now. Isn't that something? Isn't that great? That's fantastic. I really want to go back to this whole thing that, I mean, it's it's uncanny how many scientists you have played. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So and so, scientists. you know, one in particular in Jurassic Park, you know, um, I think it was uh, Ian. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. And Malcolm. there was a there was a quote, what you call discovery, I call rape of the natural world. Yeah. Do you remember they saying? They had me saying, uh, you know, smart things, Michael Crichton, you know, and uh, wow. uh, David Kep uh, wrote it into the script. Yeah, they had I mean, me saying smart heavy. things. Yes, life will find a way. But I, 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 right. I say, yeah, I'm, I'm the one saying, hey, just because you can dominate, this is not, animals are not for show business. They're not for our entertainment uh, or for uh, exploitation. I love your character in those movies. It's a, so it was good. a lucky thing to play. Yeah, I wish I could be that heroic and smart, but you yeah, are. it was a, I well, said I, some nice things in there. Well, I think I? that virtue of the fact that you accept these roles and take them, and you know, it is your giving back, it is your contribution. I mean, you were as an artist. I mean, I know there's an incentive, but, you know, but... Uh, well, I'm a lot, these days I am happy to do something that feels like it's in the right, right thematic, moral vein, on the right street. I, I wouldn't feel as good about selling something that I d- didn't think was good for everybody. There has to be a conscience within the our community, and I think yeah. what I'm saying is... It's each individual's responsibility, and you are one of those people. Well, I, I like to keep my wits about me, yeah. you know, and uh, and I'd like to feel that having been here, like you're the ex- saintly example of, uh, you know, I've people are better off, and the, the place is better off for me having been here. I've, I've sort of contributed more than I've it is leech, leached the, out of it, you know. That's definitely the case. Now, your so wife like happens yeah, to be yeah. Canadian, and I, and I, having lived in Canada, know their uh, environmental uh, commitment. So did she, is she helped you, or how did it, who was the more forward-thinking in this area? She's a very forward-thinking. I think it would be a deal-breaker these days if I, I don't know that I could be close with somebody who was, differed with me on this who was mm-hmm. a, a climate change denier for instance <laughs> but somebody not interested in science and, and all sorts of other things no she's uh, passionate about her convictions mm-hmm. and her very natural kind of sweet authentic connection with her own nature and the planet and nature in general and animals and having this family she is a uh, inspiration and a leader in this house Great. Uh, about all matters you know, organic and natural. Right. Most Canadians have a better sense of it than most people south of that border, it seems to me. Yeah, there is a, there's a, there's a madness down these parts, down this a ways that's sort of epidemic, it, it isn't, isn't there? You Certainly know? about the environment, yeah. people, there's a lot of climate denial and a lot of people that just don't see the value in trees left standing. They know that... And it's certainly true, you can make them into two-by-fours and plywood, and they have a value in that way, but they also have a value just standing there. Oh, my gosh. They're retaining groundwater, they're putting out oxygen, taking in CO2, preventing soil erosion. They do so much just standing there, support a whole web of life. And they're so beautiful, pristine. What a paradise of a planet. How do we wind up here? You know, there's no place even close. Isn't that right? Alpha Proxima, Alpha Centauri, there's nothing close enough that could possibly support life. It's so precious. This is an oasis. It's a precious... Fragile oasis. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Unbelievable. Well, I, I, you know, I guess I'm going to go back to the artists, you know. I mean, I I do believe that art has a huge role in transforming, in transformation. 
and you know and so using your art using your talent to message you know yeah it could couldn't it i mean i looked at people like arthur miller who have changed the landscape of morality and thinking at least in my world you know it still is relevant death of a salesman and the whole ethic of preparing yourself and actually becoming somebody who can contribute something of substance instead of a show business nincompoop or a salesman of some kind Mm -hmm. who just on the strength of their good looks or charm or something or ability to con somebody can uh, ascend and uh, accumulate as much for themselves as possible in some crazy mad competition which is of course obsolete if it was ever relevant you know we're in now obviously a win-win interdependent world yeah. uh, our lives ain't going to be worth much if it doesn't work out for everybody absolutely uh it's not anymore like hey there's a piece of the pie and you gotta lose so that i get mine that's it's a not, losing it's paradigm not, now that's a losing paradigm and everybody's going to lose like that exactly. so yeah. we've got to vote for the people who seem to be on that thematic course etc etc yeah. et it can't be like that i hope that movie um Wolf of Wall Street was a cautionary tale, was taken as a cautionary tale. That ain't the way to be an American. That's not crazy, funny, interesting, or cool to screw people out, to offer nothing, screw people out of everything and become the richest guy on the block. That's not America, what America wants to be. That's not what anybody in America or the world wants to be. I, oh, I, I was, hope it was, a, it was a severe cautionary tale that's still at the heart of all of our lives, just like Death of a Salesman. You and know. The Crucible. How appropriate is that one now? Mm-hmm. A great too, play. Arthur yeah, yeah. Oh, great, no, great. metaphoric for, yeah. for racism and oh. burn the witch, yes, you know, yes. all of that. Yes, well, yeah, yes. we digress. But so, nonetheless, I don't think we digress because I think mm. it's all part of this, what we're talking mm. about, personal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And science. I do I yeah. do love science. And I'm lucky to have played, yeah, even that character in The Fly. That's and right. what else we tried? James Watson we hit upon. And yeah. Jurassic Park. And what other? Didn't I play another? Independence Day. Oh, I'm kind of a smarty pants. That's right. Aren't you uh, yeah, I'm a. You know, I know computers, and, that, and I figure out some crazy way <laughs> to uh, defeat the a- aliens. But uh, <laughs> but I think my character is thinking, even in this all through that series, those couple of movies. You know, that we've got to decommission the weaponry and technology. It's not war. War isn't the means by which we're going to finally survive. You and know, working against one another. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've got to work with each other. And finally, in the cosmos, probably, we've got to all work together. Like the Paris Accord, maybe, perhaps? Yeah. Yes. Tell me, what new projects are you working on? Anything interesting coming up that you well, can talk about? Let's see, you know, I, I, I did a little voice in this um, thing that Wes Anderson is cooking up. That's, Boy, do I love his movies. I, sure I love you yeah. in them. Thank so you. Good. Well, I'm lucky to be in those. He's, he's a brilliant uh, artist. So I have a little little thing in something upcoming. And then I did uh, a part in that Thor. That's what I went to Australia for. I did that next Thor, Thor. movie. Uh, with uh, Chris Hemsworth, whose brother was Liam Hemsworth, who did that last Independence Day movie, but uh, Kate Blanchett's in it, and Anthony. Do you play uh, a scientist? <laughs> uh, no, you know what I play? I play, I play uh, a sort of a nincompoop uh, grandmaster, a sort of an overblown, self-blown um, leader of some planet. But actually, as I look back, and I, I conduct games. I'm, I'm a, I, I like to play games. Mm-hmm. And so I pit people against each other for gladiatorial kind of games. That's how Thor comes into the, the, the picture. But I read in my backstory that the Grand Master and his brother, the collector, played by Benicio del Toro in, that, in one of those other movies, were figures that were uh, here in the universe shortly after the Big Bang. So we've been around very a very long time. We have tremendous superpowers. We can read minds and do all sorts of things. And we do different things with it. Me, I just like to play games at this point, something like that. But yeah, that's the Grandmaster. So that's what I'm doing. Taika Waititi directed it. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. He's the guy that did, out right now in theaters, Hunt for the Vilda People. That New Zealand movie, oh, very beautiful movie. He did a movie called Boy, but he also is an improviser. A very funny guy. He did uh, Flight of the Concords. He came up with his friend Jermaine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those. Uh, yeah. Clement, he well, from New Zealand. He he created those. Oh, I know oh, that that's guy. That's a great yeah. show. Oh, oh, it's a great show. So I loved <laughs> working with him. And what else am I doing? Oh, I'm about to play a 
I think I can talk about this. What the heck? I hope hope it all gets done. I'm going to play a, do a doctor in a movie that's kind of a uh, metaphorical critique and x-ray of the American psyche, I think, is his intention, like some of those movies that I love so much by P.T. Anderson, you oh, know, boy, The Master, I love his films. There Will right. Be Blood, and, yes. you know, this is Boogie about... Nights. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Boogie Nights. Yes. Uh, we're going to do something called The Mountain. Uh, Ty Sheridan's going to be in it, uh, Marissa Tomei, Imogen Poots. It's in 1953, mm. and I play somebody a character loosely based on the guy who was one of the pioneers of lobotomy. Wow. In 53. Before then, for decades, the asylums were filling up and people didn't know what to do with the severely mentally ill. Mm -hmm. uh, and this guy uh, wanted to do something about it because they didn't have any drugs. They didn't really have mm -hmm. much to, to do. And he thought the new Freudian talk therapy was not going to do much in that in those instances, and fortunately, he had a very famous uh, grandfather who was the first uh, American surgeon to remove a, uh, a tumor. Anyway, he became very famous, and so he had a kind of a narcissistic, egotistical ambition uh, in him. Uh, the, the, the real guy, Walter Freeman, I just uh, read a couple of books about him. Um, and anyway, so it's part of the American landscape after the war that was into the miracle cure, right. uh, the quick cure, and he came up with this uh, uh, lobotomy and made it easier and quicker, and he did, and, and made it kind of uh, automated, uh, a way to do it factory oh. style. So they wow. wound up going into institutions, being able to do a lot of them. He claimed that it helped in some cases, making the very unmanageable sort of a little more manageable, but in other cases, of course, yeah. uh, was not. Don't tell Rochelle too much about this, by the way. <laughs> That's what she's been looking for, uh, for since 93. Uh, a way to make me yeah. more manageable. Man, yeah. More manageable, yeah. So my character is doing that, but I'm also very troubled. I think I'm very troubled by what I'm doing, too. Well, now, if you, like, oh, for instance, if you take on great. a new role, yeah, so you said good. you read all these books, so you read about him because he's a I did. In this case, I'm Lucky, I do yeah. it, like you can. There's somebody you know that you can yeah. springboard from, and there's a lot of material on him. And there's visual, you know, there's documentaries on him. I have to smoke a pipe, so I have to. I've never smoked anything. Good for I've you. pretended to smoke cigars, and I kind of hated that. It cool. Makes me very dizzy. I, I'm, and uh, and I have to figure out how to smoke a pipe. Make it part of my look like it's part of my everyday thing. So I'm doing that, and then I have to. It was part of my. I'm a kind of a showman as part of my lecture as a demonstration. I show off my ambidextrousness, and so at one point I surgery of the soul is what I call what I'm doing, wow. what I'm proposing, and what I sort of a champion. And I write it at the same time with both hands. Oh I go surgery the soul, surgery left hand, the soul right hand. So I have to, I guess, really do that. Oh boy. So I'm practicing that every day. Oh, boy. It's not so easy, you know. No, no not, not at all. It's not so easy. You're well, a hardworking actor. Well, I'm conscientious. If nothing is not conscientious. I know you sure how much are. work wow. you put into your character. I should That's prepare awesome. before I get in the makeup chair is what you're saying <laughs> basically to me. Yeah. i got to work on it before. You're a genius. Well, some people are geniuses <laughs> like you. And I play piano, of course. You're, you're invited uh, to Rockwell. I have a, we have a residency now. Our jazz group plays once a week at Rockwell. Wednesdays, in Los right? Wednesday nights. We're You've coming. been there many, many times. And I love thank it. You for I love that. your show. Uh, but it's fun. But So I do play every day. I like to play every day you know you're a great pianist a great singer i love I'm those not great at all i'm a humble student but I, I like it you're inquisitive and you're curious which is so important as a as an i'm a kind of a late artist. bloomer so i feel like i'm on the best the threshold of doing better than ever so i feel like and i had good influences uh, said you know the the student way is the sort of nourishing way continually nourishing way so i I kind of took that to heart, and I practice, and I'm, I feel like I'm getting better. And, you know, even in my life with Emily and now our first child and stuff, life is sort of uh, different and new and uh, expanding. That's lovely. Well, you deserve all these good things, Jeff. You're a wonderful man, a wonderful, model wonderful. citizen, and I'm yeah. so happy and proud to know you. I'm proud to know both of you. Yeah. I, this is a great honor for me. I think we me. should all be students. I think the planet would be a lot better off if we were inquisitive and curious how things were made and where they come from, don't you? 
Then why are you always playing hooky? (laughs) You need to show up. You need to suit up and show up every day for my tutelage. For my, I'm your Henry Higgins. You're my Eliza Doolittle, and you just need to learn some things. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't speak so good, and I can't write, but I am curious. So yeah, I have, I have this weird. This is a. Well, it's not a weird question. It's just a question. If you weren't an actor. What would you be other than like? Because I know you're a pianist well, music, too. I like music. But, yeah. But what would you do as a profession? That, if well, you'd be at Carnegie Hall playing the piano. I can tell you right I now. I certainly would not be at Carnegie Hall. I, the only way I know how to get there is take a right practice. on Fifty uh, Seventh Street. Practice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd be a ne'er do well of one kind or another. <laughs> but hopefully, if I hadn't gotten so lucky. I do like teaching. I do. I'm romantic about oh, the teaching teacher. profession. If there was anything I could have figured out how to teach, how to learn, and then to teach others, I do love that. I'm romantic, but I think that's the highest form of you I know agree. of living. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the highest forms. You know, and I love it. I mean, it doesn't feel like giving back right. or broccoli to me. It feels like <laughs> I'm whenever I'm teaching, whenever I've taught anything. I, I, I'm the most excited. Uh, why, before I do it, while I'm doing it, and after I do it, I'm then, hey, I didn't know I knew all that, and now I want to learn more. You know, it really is I've seen you great. in action. You're great at it. Yeah. Really I do kind of, I love it. I could do that every day. And your so. students love it. More importantly, the students well, really I, get a lot out of well, it. Well, hope, hopefully so. Uh, that I wouldn't is mind a, being in the classroom. Yeah. yeah well, I Rochelle, think, have you learned anything today? That's I my think, question. You've got a great teacher uh, on Jeff's your left Jeff's going to be here. my teacher from here on out, so I've had enough. No, I think that's a great wrap-up because, you know, we are teaching. We as at this table are teaching, and we're always learning from each other. And what better way to be in the world? For our followers, Jeff, uh, is there a way, Twitter, Instagram, or anything that people can follow you or be in touch? Yeah, I don't do Twitter. I've never followed anybody. I've never tweeted a thing in my life. I'm a kind of a Luddite about that, really. (laughs) But Instagram, you do Instagram. But Instagram, yes. And now Emily thinks I'm I'm an idiot because I'm a little addicted to going and seeing what's what's they've posted with me. I take pictures with people, you know, and I like to go and see what, what pictures are showing up. Uh, of me on Instagram. Wow. So in, so Instagram, yeah. You guys go to Instagram and follow Jeff at Jeff Goldblum. And I think it's, here's what I do. I go to my Instagram icon there and uh, then go to hashtag Jeff Goldblum. Hashtag Jeff Goldblum. That's what I do. And there, there's today's, there's today's thing. Hey, here I am on the, uh, oh. Stephen Colbert. This is on the Stephen Colbert. That's uh, stupid, in my opinion. Et cetera, et cetera. You haven't seen it, who finds her power and her strength. Very exciting. Do you know the music that comes at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie? I'm going to sing a little snippet of it. It goes like this. Uh, So it goes like it goes, like the river flows, and time it rolls along. And maybe what's good gets a little bit better, and maybe what's bad gets gone. Isn't that, that's a that's nice a great sentiment. That's a great sentiment. Movie. Remember Norma Ray? You know uh, Sally Field. I know Sally very well. I did a yeah. picture with her in 75 in Birmingham with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Which one? Stay Hungry. Of course. Jeff Bridges. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, Jeff, we want to thank you again. We are so very grateful. Yes, we are beyond grateful. For giving yeah. this time and allowing us into your home to talk about these matters. It's I'm really more a treat. To you. It's yes. a great, wow. This is like having, can you imagine if you if you knew that President Obama was going to come, you guess who's going to visit our house today? You'd fix everything up and, you, you know, <laughs> like, and you'd say, he came over. And, you know, that's what I feel like this is. Uh, kind of you a see? glorious <laughs> royal value event. Both are you listening to this? I know yes. they do, Eddie. They Thank you, Jeff. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank, Thank you. And you know what? Time. Thank you, Rochelle. Thank you, How about Ed. that? How about that? Let's start a whole and new life Emily. together. Let's really be like Jeff and Emily, nice to each other. Thank you, Rochelle. Well, the two of you are also an example of, you know, how to be. We've only been together five years now, but you, you two, you know, We've this is... We've been together since 93. 93, what? thick and thin. Thick oh, my thin. gosh. Well... Yes. And we're still learning how to do that. Well, yeah. that's yeah. the way. That's yeah. the way. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean, we're still learning? <laughs> what the hell do you... Turn okay, the mic off. One of us what is do you still mean, learning. I'm still learning? What do I have to learn from you? All right, all right, all right. Anyway, what a great day. So, what are the takeaways from this episode? Number one, if we try to create a man-eat-man world, we're only going to make a lose-lose situation for everyone. Number two, we should be students. Constantly think, what can we learn from each other? 
And number three, we should all try to think like a child again. That should be easy for you, Ed. Uh, new in the world with an endless curiosity. Keep an open mind. Well, that wraps up our very first episode. Thanks again, Jeff. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This was such a wonderful conversation. We certainly want to continue having and sharing these discussions. For all our listeners, we have a little bit of homework for you. Homework? Yes, honey, but it's super easy homework. Even you can do it. (laughs) Okay, wait. What's that supposed to mean? Okay, everybody. First, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and a review so we know what you want to hear, what we can do to make the podcast better. You can also like us on Facebook and post about anything, like future guests we should have on the show and what we should ask them, maybe something that you're concerned about or a project you're working on. We'd really love for this podcast to become a community that will build awareness of some very serious issues you're trying to fix or even rally some support. Yeah, that would be awesome, actually, to get your input. So please take our request seriously, because we do want your input. We'd also love to do some episodes featuring your own questions or stories. So feel free to leave a voicemail at 657-BEGLEY, B-E-G-L-E-Y, 3. And you can also email us at begleyesque at gmail.com. That is B-E-G-L-E-Y-E-S-Q-U-E at gmail.com. Or tweet us at Begley-esque, B-E-G-L-E-Y-E-S-Q-U-E. And check out our website, Begley-esque.com, where we'll put episodes and links to all the things we talk about. Do a little, do a lot, just do something today, and tell us, please, what you did. No matter how big or small, every step counts. You can do what we just did, have a discussion with someone about what's worrying you, share with them, educate them, inspire them. And you might decide to take action or not. But remember, what happens to our planet is going to affect you. So why wouldn't you want to put in an effort to make this a better place to live? Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you to our executive producer, Tim Street, and producer, Emma Kikuchi. This podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.